It's good to be up here this morning. Always appreciate the opportunity to come back to Maryland from Kansas. The keen-eyed among you will realize that uh, my socks do not match, but I wanted to wear my Kansas Jayhawk socks. You can see the Jayhawk there. Uh, if after the sermon, I'll be up here if any of you would like to touch my socks. The Jayhawks, <clears throat> we have to root for them. Um, but no, we enjoy coming out here, uh, seeing friends and very much like family to us who took my wife, Bobby, and I in. Uh, thanks to the Costellos for taking us in when we were out here and for uh, putting us up this week and for putting up with us. We appreciate that. Thanks to the Jacksons for lending us the crib. Uh, since we've been out here, we have little baby Phoenix with us. And, um, you know, Kevin was saying that it definitely does uh, change you. And um, being a father, I think, you know, I can watch a... Uh, a commercial about babies and I start tearing up and uh, I think ever since my wife gave birth my hormones have been out of whack so, <clears throat> but uh, no we it's definitely um, a blessing and uh, we appreciate every day God continues to give us with Phoenix he is only 13 and a half months old and we, we appreciate every day that we continue to have with him uh, thank you, Doug, for the prayers this morning. Uh, as Doug mentioned, uh, he prayed about salvation. And of course, we know that salvation is available by the blood of Christ. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. It is by the blood of Christ that we are loosed from our sins. But we know we do not meet that blood until the waters of baptism. Acts 22 and verse 16. And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. Calling on the name of the Lord, Acts 22 and verse 16. So thank you, Doug, for that prayer. And uh, always making known to the world that the greatest gift God has given us is His only begotten Son. Whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. Have everlasting life. John 3 and verse 16. If you're taking notes this morning, you want to write across the top of your page, grab and glorify. Grab and glorify. That's the title of this morning's sermon. We have two points this morning. Our text this morning, as was read, is Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 through 32. Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 through 32. If you have a Bible, go ahead and turn there. If you don't have a Bible, you need to ask yourself, why not? Why not? And while I am thinking about it, there has been a change. I talked with John. The Song of Invitation will be 523. Please mark in your hymnals number 523. Our God, He is alive will be the Song of Invitation this morning. And indeed we know that God is at work in our lives, just as He was at work in the life of Jacob. Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 through 32. Before we get into the text, let's step back and look at the context. Point number one, grab. Grab hold of God. Grab hold of God. This is a story about Jacob. 
We know the long history of Jacob and Esau. We say Jacob and Esau even though Esau was the eldest. They were twins. Back in Genesis chapter 25, we see Esau selling his birthright for a single morsel of meat. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 16, he is called a profane person for selling something so great for something so small. But of course, this time when he sold his birthright to his brother Jacob, it would begin that rivalry or strengthen that rivalry rather between the two brothers. Genesis chapter 25. In Genesis chapter 27, we see Jacob lying to their father Isaac. And he blesses Jacob thinking that he is blessing Esau. He was old and going blind. He blesses Jacob thinking he is blessing Esau. And of course, this infuriates Esau to get the blessing for Jacob to get the blessing. Remember, the blessing in these days was not just the well wishes of a dying man. If you look in Genesis chapter 48 and 49, a blessing from a righteous man could act as a prophecy. Good things are going to happen. Genesis 25, Jacob has the birthright. Genesis 27, he has the blessing. This rivalry is at its height or, or just strengthening between the two brothers, Jacob and Esau. So much so that in Genesis chapter 27 and verse 41, Esau is plotting to murder his brother Jacob. We get down to the end of Genesis chapter 27 and into chapter 28 and Jacob flees. He goes to work for his uncle Laban. In Genesis chapter 31 and verse 38, we see that Jacob is away for at least 20 years. He's away for 20 years. But remember when he left, Esau was plotting to murder him. Then we come to Genesis 32 and Jacob is returning. He has not forgotten that his brother was plotting to kill him. He sends out messengers. And his messengers come back in Genesis 32 and verse 6. Yeah, we saw Esau's men. 400 men. Of course, Jacob is afraid. Remember, his brother wanted to murder him. And in Genesis 32 and verse 7, the text tells us Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. Have you ever been greatly afraid? Anxious, stressed out, overwhelmed. It's what's going on in Jacob's life. Greatly afraid and distressed, verse 7. Verse 7 and 8 of Genesis chapter 32. He starts taking his livestock and the people that are with him, dividing them up into two companies so that if Esau attacks one company, the other company can flee. Genesis chapter 32 and verse 9, he starts praying to God. You get down to verse 11. He tells God that he fears his brother Esau. He prays for deliverance from his brother Esau. And then he gets this idea to present his brother with a gift. A gift of at least 550 head of livestock. 
220 goats, 220 sheep, 30 camels with their young, 50 head of cattle, 30 donkeys, 550 head at least, not counting the young camels. And he's going to present them to Esau in droves or groups. So the first group is going to go, and Esau, he or his men, they're going to ask the questions to the people driving the livestock. They're going to say, well, these belong to your servant Jacob. And they are a gift for you. And Jacob's coming up behind us. Then the second group is going to come. Going to go through the same thing. These belong to your servant Jacob. They're a gift to you, Esau. And Jacob's on his way behind us. So he's going to get several groups, several parts of the gift before Jacob comes and meets his brother who, remember, wanted to kill him. So Jacob gets everything arranged. It is on the eve of meeting his brother. And we come to verse 24 of our text in Genesis chapter 32. A mystery man, the text says man, wrestles with Jacob until the breaking of the day. Now if you look at the things this man does, we see that he's a little bit more than a man. Some people will go to Hosea chapter 12, verses 3, 4, and say maybe this is an angel. Maybe it is a per, the pre-incarnate Christ. That is the second person of the Godhead before He came down to be born of a woman. Maybe that's who is wrestling with Jacob. I don't know, but it seems to me it is more than a regular man. You see, the fight is long and hard and difficult. And by the way, some people think Jacob was at least 70 years old at this time. Now, if you look in Genesis chapter 47 and verse 28, you'll see that Jacob lived about 147 years. So bodies aged differently back then. Maybe he's about 70 years old now. He's left alone and suddenly there is this man, this unknown man wrestling with him. And the unknown wrestler, the mysterious wrestler, sees that he is losing. And he touches Jacob's hip, essentially putting his hip out of joint. But Jacob still does not give up. Wrestling until the break of day. And the unknown wrestler, the mysterious wrestler, says, Let me go, for the day breaketh. Jacob says in verse 26, I will not let you go except you bless me. I will not let you go until you bless me. We keep reading in our story. The unknown, unnamed wrestler asks Jacob his name. Jacob tells him in verse 28, he says, no more shalt thou be called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, thou hast power with God, and man has prevailed. Genesis 32 and verse 28. Here is a man, Jacob, who is greatly afraid, very distressed, on the eve of meeting his brother Esau. 
And he refuses to give up during the fight, during the match. He would become known as Israel. This was the kind of man, a man who refused to give up. That was the kind of man that God chose to name his people after, the Israelites. He fought the good fight. Paul says, 1 Timothy 6 and verse 12, fight the good fight. Lay hold on eternal life. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7, towards the end of his life, Paul says, I have fought a good fight. Finished my course, I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give unto me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Are you fighting the good fight? Have you fought a good fight? Have you finished the course? Have you kept the faith? We know the New Testament is written in Koine Greek originally. The word translated fight, the first fight in 1 Timothy 6 and verse 12, the word translated fought in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 7 is the same word translated labor in Colossians 4 and verse 12. And in Colossians 4 and verse 12, we have somebody who is laboring fervently in prayer. Have you ever wrestled with God in prayer? Have you ever labored fervently in prayer? 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. Luke 18, 1 and following, Jesus tells the parable of the unjust judge. Why? What is one of the points of the parable? Verse 1. That men ought always to pray and not give up. Grab hold of God. Refuse to let Him go until He gives you a blessing. We mentioned the phoenix is about 13 months old. 13 and a half. We waited 12 years to have children. We announced on Christmas Day, Eve and all of our family was very excited. We had a test done. A couple weeks later, that test came back positive for trisomy 13. It's a genetic disorder. It causes little children to have seizures. It causes organ problems, including serious heart defects, serious brain defects. Of those children who do, who, who make it to birth, 80% die before they turn one. We're very thankful for every day God continues to give us with Phoenix. We prayed. I prayed the prayer of Jacob that I would not let God go until He blessed me. Your prayer is not always answered how you would like it to be answered. We had some more tests done. The test came back that Phoenix is completely healthy. We already had the name picked out. 
But God's work confirmed our choice. We felt that God had given us our son back from the dead and we named him Phoenix Rising. That's the first test that our doctor has ever personally had come back wrong. God answers prayer. I will not let you go so you bless me. Grab hold of God. Point number two, glorify God. Glorify God. If you read in the text, in Genesis 32, Jacob walks away, God we know blesses him. In fact, Matthew chapter 8 and verse 11 tells us of a day in which we will sit down in the kingdom of heaven with Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob, I think, glorified God. I continue to glorify God for the blessing of Phoenix. I think of Psalm chapter 118 and verse 17. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Phoenix is a little ministry. Psalm chapter 116 and verse 14. I will pay my vows now to the Lord. Now in the presence of all His people. Four, four verses later, the psalmist writes the same thing. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all His people. Mark chapter 5, Jesus heals a demon-possessed man. The man wants to go and follow Jesus. He wants to be with Jesus. And Jesus essentially tells him no. In Mark 5 and 19, Jesus tells him, Go home to your friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee and have had compassion on me, Mark 5 and verse 19. If we are not telling our friends the many good things that God has done for us, how He has had compassion on us, are we really doing what Christ wants us to do? I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Grab hold of God. Wrestle with Him in prayer and glorify His name. See if He does not give you a mighty victory. If you have a need, won't you come? Together we stand and sing.